but with all protocol observed, I want to offload something from my heart tonight before we go into the anointing service. Next year, 2020, the Lord showed me that next year, 2020, will be the year of Jubilee. 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 That it will be the year when all slaves will go free. That it will be the year when all debts will be cancelled. That it will be the year when there will be the unconditional release of anybody who is under bondage. That it will be the year when you will reap when you didn't sow. That it will be the year when you will live in a house you didn't build and inherit a farm you did not plant. That 2020 will be the year where your inheritance which the devil took from you will be returned to you and to your children and to your children's children. That is a picture of 2020. But this year our theme is purpose. And we looked at the purpose and the purpose is summed up in the life and the ministry of the one and only Messiah that ever walked the face of the earth. Any other person who claimed to be a Messiah is a liar. And he said, the thief comes through the window but I am the only one that came through the door and I am the good shepherd. But when the Messiah came to the earth, John, who was quite familiar with him, who walked with him, who was called by him, anointed by him, ordained by him, and operated around him, said, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So, Contrary to your expectation that Jesus was a nice man who walked about on earth exchanging pleasantries with everybody and distributing flowers to everybody and giving candies to even adults. Contrary to that myth, he came not just to build the church, but he came to destroy the works of the devil. I remember in his own language, think not that I came to bring peace upon the earth. I came to bring a sword. I'm talking about Jesus who came out of the wilderness, went into the temple and the synagogue. They gave him the scriptures to read. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. He has sent me to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I like preaching the acceptable of the year of the Lord in the message translation of the Bible. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the Amplified Version says, to announce this is God's year to act. 2020. You see, this year, our team is up to look for 
2019 when we enter 2020 we will not be dealing with the verse 18 we will go for just the tail and that is the verse number 20 to preach the acceptable year of the Lord and when Jesus said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord he was talking about the jubilee and the message translation of the Bible said the jubilee is the year for God to act let me tell you this ladies and gentlemen in the build up to 2020 we've started already because they started blowing the shofar of the jubilee 49 years and then in the 50th year they celebrated the jubilee so brother Eastwood has a shofar in my mouth as God's preacher as a messenger a preacher of the good news of God Almighty and I announce your jubilee that 2020 from now to 2020 is the year for God to act the witches have acted the wizards have acted men have acted principalities have acted but I see the year for God to act and it is just around the corner he will fight for you he will win for you he will overcome for you if God be on your side who can be against you if God be with you who will be against you come on shout like I'm talking to you we will not suffer indefinitely we will not be in pain indefinitely we will not cry indefinitely we will not be insulted incessantly indefinitely and continuously god will act and god will react and god will respond and god will move i announce to you the year for god to act give 20 people a half five and tell them this is god's year to act the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor that is our purpose before the love revolution I was going through this book which I wrote and you can get one somewhere and on the last night I penned down my topic chapter 5 recovering of sight to the blind recovering of sight to the blind but then I asked my question I asked myself a question how do you take the last day of a revival the last day of a campaign the last day of a love revolution campaign and you want to talk about recovery of sight to the blind doesn't make sense I was lying on the bed today this evening preparing this word I see the whole of heaven had come to possess me. I, 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 listen. I felt myself captured. I couldn't help it. The power of heaven 
has possessed me on my bed. And I feel like downloading some of what is coming upon me on you. Because this thing that is coming into my spirit, it can kill. I'm holding a lethal weapon. I'm holding a lethal weapon. Weapon that is lethal to the devil, but it is exploding for the kingdom of God. Come on, shout it! And I'm, and I'm lying there and my voice was gone. And I told myself, when Elisha was felling wood with his prophets and an axe head fell into the water and they needed the axe head, it floated and swam to the prophet. My voice must come back and float to the people. Look at Look up. Recovering of sight to the blind. The blind means to see in an opaque manner as if you are looking in smoke. That means it looks like you are seeing but you are not seeing. The Bible said the whole universe is covered with darkness. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, he said, and if our gospel be hid, it is hidden to them that perish, in the whom the God of this world has blinded the eyes of them that perish, lest they should see the glorious light of the gospel and be saved. So the truth about unbelievers is that they cannot see you. But the not seeing of the unbelievers is not as painful as those that are in the church and can see. The devil has blinded the minds of believers and they can't even see the truth anymore. When believers see the truth, they say it's a lie. When they see a lie, they say it's the truth. And sometimes, even at the leadership level, the blind can be seen leading the blind. The church can only enter our place of freedom if we start seeing right. Paul again told the Corinthians. I think when any time Paul wrote to these Corinthians, he was operating like an eye specialist. When he said, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, Neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Eye has not seen. That means the average person walking the streets is blind as far as the things of God are concerned. They can't see. Everything about Christianity is seen. The Bible said the eye is the light of the body. The eye is the light of the body. One day somebody asked me, but listen, spiritually, how can I see? Read the word, it will open your eyes. 
But apart from the word, when Elisha's servant was seeing only enemies and could not see the angels of fire that had surrounded the mountain where Elisha was, Elisha prayed, he said, Lord, open the eyes of this young ignoramus to see. And God opened the eyes of the young man on that authority. Today, prophetically, I declare that anybody that cannot see, may God open your eyes to see. I said, may God open your eyes to see. We are the hypocrites that can read the weather, but we cannot see the time. We cannot see the time in which we are. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. One day Jesus declared to his disciples in Luke chapter 10 and the verse number 23. I like, I like Luke 3, Luke 10, 23. And he turned to him, his disciples. He turned him unto his disciples and said unto them privately, I invite you to the private chamber. I invite you to the private chamber of Jehovah. He's about to tell you something, but he will not tell you on the outside. He will not tell you in the city. Privately, in the fantasy dome, he's about to tell us something. Privately, in this banquet hall, privately, in this living room, God is about to tell us something. He, he, he said unto them privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. So this week, your Christian life, everything you see, others can see. Everything you hear, others cannot hear. This is a prophetic generation. It is a seeing generation and it is a hearing generation. I will explain. I will explain. Several years ago, when they said this is a powerful man of God, it was because the person could perform miracles. He could heal the sick, cast out devils. He could creative miracles. So they said, that's a powerful man of God. Then some gears shifted in our world. And we saw it. When they say somebody is a powerful man of God, it means the person was a teacher. And they could teach the word. And they could pastor a lot. So there was a time when the anointing was seen in your hands as you were healing the sick. Then momentum shifted. And the anointing was in your mouth and how you could, you, could, you could speak. Then I'm in my lifetime and I've seen the anointing and the power shifting to the eyes and to the ears. Where people can see and where people can hear. When it was enhanced, we were okay. And it moved to the mouth and we were okay. It has moved to the eyes. We are troubled. It has moved to the ears. We are disturbed. But Elijah told his disciples, 
go and look whether you can see a cloud and when he went and he was looking the man said i'm not seeing anything i'm not seeing anything later on he said i see a cloud like the hand of a man and he then said i hear the sound of the abundance of rain you are the prophet of your family you are the prophet of your business you are the prophet of your ministry you are the prophet of the place god has sent you and i pray in the name of jesus may you begin to see may you begin to hear come on shout sit down when i was a boy when i was a boy one day my daddy my father biological father he was not a believer at that time he was an unbeliever and i was also an unbeliever at the age of 15 that is before my daddy got converted that was even before i got converted around the age of 15 16 my father was lying in his house in the village damalton down in the upper east region of ghana my daddy was dying his hand has septicemia the man's hand was was rotten and he was going to die that same thing had killed his junior brother and now it has come upon him they came to him they said naba in my village they call my father nab they don't say anaba nab they said naba the married king of city naba should we carry you to the hospital my father looked at the people and said no he's not going they said why he said this house is surrounded by witches they said where are they he asked them can they see he said if he moves out of this house now they will kill people in this house so he's staying here with one hand he's fighting the witches to release his house from the destruction of witches listen even unbelievers can see why are you so blind A young man was writing the story of my life. He went to my mother and my mother said when she was giving birth to me, she was in the room. I wasn't born in a hospital like most of you. I was born in a house. She was pushing and there were two fra fra women standing with her. My head came out and went back. My mother was dying. And the two fra fra women were standing over here. Then a Dagomba woman appeared. Told the fra fra women, Why do you want to kill your own sister and her baby? Get out of this room. You are evil. As soon as they left the room, I came out. Listen. God allowed a stronger witch to drive away the, the weaker witches. He divided their tongue in order for this man to be born. Watch this. And that is because the witch could see that these other two are witches. You are there. You see nothing. You hear nothing. 
you feel nothing you know nothing you are a kingdom comedian an earth pedestrian a tourist in a world that is full of principalities and powers and the devil will destroy you without notice but from today I pray may God open your eyes and may God open your ears to hear and to see come on shout it sit down blessed are your eyes because of the things you see I checked the meaning of the word blessed and it means happy, fortunate, happy, happy are your eyes. I used to think we have a happy heart. But this one is saying you can have happy eyes. Because of the things you see. And it's not window shopping, but your eyes are happy. Because of the things they see. You see, it is the things you see that make your heart sad. And the things you hear, they make your heart sad. So if you can see happy and hear happy, your heart will remain happy. From today, you will see happy. You will see your desire on the wicked and on your enemies. And your ears will hear your desire of the wicked that rise up against you. If I were you, I will shout. happy why were their eyes fortunate why were their hearts glad the Lord said roll back to verse 17 Luke 10 17 and the seventh day returned with joy saying Lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name keep going and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Verse 21, in that hour Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, is for he seemed good in your sight. Verse number 22, 22 all things are delivered to me of my father and no man knoweth who the son is but the father and who the father is but the son and he to whom the son shall reveal him verse 23 and he turned to his disciples and said unto them privately blessed are your are the eyes which see the things which you see but what is that thing they saw what is that thing they saw I know you will say they saw angels, but no. I know you will say they saw salvation. No. In the context, that is not. What they saw was the exact thing Jesus saw. What did Jesus see? 
he said, I saw Satan fall. Today I see Satan falling. Satan is not standing. Satan is not sitting. Satan fell. He didn't come to the earth walking. He didn't come to the earth with a passport. He fell. He, he fell. He fell. I saw. You see, they came to him. And they said, even the devils are subject to us. Even the devils are subject. Now, listen. That means they saw the devil's subject. You cannot know something is subjected to you if you didn't see it. So they saw demons under their feet. They saw demons falling. So Satan fell and the demons are falling. Listen to me. The reason you are walking about so miserably is because you've never seen the devil fall. But after tonight, in the build up to our jubilee, you will see the devil falling and you will see demons falling and you will see principalities falling and you will see the powers of darkness falling. I beheld and he didn't see him falling slowly. He said like lightning. The devil that has tormented you for years will fall in one second. In one nanosecond. It will not be long. It will happen quickly. It will happen now. It will happen fast. If you can shout, the devil is coming down. Come on, scream. 